So today's daf is daf chafei in Meseches Chagiga. We got up to the Gemara on the third line, but let's back up and chazer over, review over the Mishnah, starting from seven lines from the bottom of Chaf Dalid Amud Beis 24b. Let us get going. Fascinating, uh, some fascinating halachas in the Mishnah. Until now, we were discussing some of the chumras, some of the stringencies that Kaidesh has over Truma. And now we are going to discuss some chumras that Truma has over Kaidesh. Here we go. Chaimer Bitruma. Let me show you a chumra that Truma has. Shabi Yehuda, in the area of Eretz Yisrael called Judea, called Yehuda. Ne'emonim al Taras Yayin. A regular Amaoretz is trusted to tell us that his wine is pure, is tahar. V'shemen, and his oil is pure. We trust him. Kol yomais hashana. On a regular day of the year. Ubishas hagitais. And during the pressing season, v'habadim, which is the wine pressing, the oil pressing, afala truma, then we trust him for truma as well. So when it comes to kaidash, ready for this? We trust in Amaretz always to tell us that his stuff is tar. Okay? Various reasons given for that. We don't want Amaratzim to feel like they're not welcome in the base of Mikdash. Okay. Truma depends. He's not always trusted. Only during manufacturing season. During production season. Okay. So therefore, we have a Chumra that Truma has over Hekdish. That by Truma, he's not always believed. By Hekdash, he is. Fine. Viter. Now, keep in mind, that is in Yehuda. Only Yehuda. Important. We'll see on today's Dafwa. Avru Hagitois Fahabadim. Once the manufacturing, the pressing season passes for the wine and the oil, the Truma, and the Yama'aret brings the Truma to the Kohen, Lo Yikablenu Mimeno, you do not accept it from him. Now, what would happen if it would be Tame? If we'd consider it Tame, we know that you'd have to burn it. Truma that becomes tummy, there's a chiv to burn. So we don't, we don't even accept it. Rather, what do you do? Avol, but you know what you're allowed to do? Manicha legataba. Since the Amaret is not going to be trusted, remember this chiddush. Since Amaret is not going to be trusted to tell me it's tahar, unless it's during the pressing season. If he comes outside the pressing season, you know, we tell him, hold on to your stuff till the next pressing season and then hand it in because you're trusted during the manufacturing part alone. So give it time, and then you can do it alone, which is a major chiddush. By the way, the Gemara um, on today's daf, on daf Chafei, is going to ask a fascinating question. We're saying that the Amaretz can wait to hand in the truma. What if he does hand in the truma? Can the Kohen wait to use it till the pressing season? Like how far does it go where we say to wait? Interesting, Shaila. Okay, fine. Let's hold off. We'll get to the Gemara. Then Amar Lai. Um, however, if let's say the Amaret says to the Kayin, Hifrashti Lasaicha Revias Kaidesh, or anybody who's if it's not a Kayin, let's say it comes to Kaidesh, right? He says that I separated within this barrel Kaidesh, I made ten percent of it Kaidesh, for example, a quarter lug, Nemon, then he's trusted even Allah Truma. Okay, he's talking like a Talmud Chacham now, Shtikl, you know what I mean? So he's he's Nemon, he's trusted even on Truma. Seder. So, bottom line is, truma, as far as trustworthiness, we're more strict, we're more machmir on how we handle an amaretz with truma than we are with how we handle kaidish. Okay, let's keep going. 
Kadayayin v'kadei shemen. Jugs of wine and jugs of oil. We now turn to the top of today's da'af. Hamadu mois that are mixed together. Ayvchulin and kaidish mixed together. Ne'amonim aleim b'shasagidus v'abadim. So, we trust the Amaretz during production season, during pressing season. The kaidam lagita is shivim yaim. And even before the gat, which is the wine pressing season, he's trusted up to 70 days. Okay. <clears throat> now, we'll see in the Gemara why. Uh, suffice it to say that it goes back to the original um, original Svara that we mentioned on the Mishnah. Why by Kaidesh are we more lenient? Because we, we want Amaratzim to be comfortable dealing with Kaidesh. Over here, you have Chulin and Kaidesh mixed together. So even though we need to be Machmir, we see an element of leniency even built in to that Chumrah. Okay, but there's like a limited level of trustworthiness when it's... Mixed together, because there's hul in here. Okay, here we go. Let's get into the Gemara. It says the Gemara, our Mishnah said that in Yehuda, there's a Chumrah of Truma over Kaidesh. Yehuda in In Yehuda, we trust the Amaretz for Kaidesh, but not in the Galil. My Taima. What is the flavor? All right? What's the reason? Interesting, same word. Ta'am is taste. Taima is a reason. What's the Shaykhis? When you have a reason for something, it makes a Gishmak. Yeah, it gives a taste, it gives a flavor. Yeah, so my daima, give me some gishmak of uh, svar over here. What's going on? What's enough gemina with you need in the galil? Omar Ishlakish, the Heliger Ishlakish says, Bibnesha, Ritsua Shakutsim Avsekas Benayam. There's a strip of land, a Ritsua, the Ritsua of Tfilin, right? The straps of the Tfilin. There's a strip of land of Kusim that separates it. And therefore, in order to transport your, your, uh, your items, they're going to have to become Tomei along the way. Now, here's the issue. The issue is that the Beit HaMikdash was in Yehuda. The Galil was the Galil. It was outside Yehuda. So in order for them to get to the Beit HaMikdash, they had to cross over land owned by Kusim. Now, Kusim weren't careful with Tumah and Tyra, so we don't know where they buried people. So anytime you transport your stuff to Yehuda, to the Beit HaMikdash, we have to assume it's a problem. Okay? There's, a, there's an automatic issue here. And therefore, we're talking specifically about Amaratzim and Yehuda, where we could be lenient. Because in the Galil, we got to be more machmir because you're going to have to pass through this land, but you don't know if there's any graves that were, that were walked over. Says the Gemara, I, the Nesav Bishida Tevo Migdal. Granted, the Kusim live in between, but guess what? There's ways to protect your things from becoming Tomei when being transported over land. For example, put it inside of a closed box. Uh, car, basket, yeah, put inside something and then it's, uh, it's protected. You have, it's, it's considered like its own area. Says the Gemara, Hamani Rebbe, he, our Mishnah must be the opinion of Rebbe. Why? The Amar Rebbe says, Oyel Zaruk, an oil that is thrown, meaning an oil in motion, an ohel on wheels. Lavshme oil is not considered an oil. It's not considered its own tent. And therefore, does it help to put it into a shaded table of Migdol? No. Doesn't help. Because granted, it's, uh, it's on its own, right? It's in its own entity. But once it's in motion, it's not called the separation. The time we learned in Ebrisa, Hanichnas the Eretz Ha'amim. A person who goes into the Eretz Ha'amim. The Eretz Ha'amim means outside Eretz Yisrael. Where there's a Dirabonon Dika assumption of impurity. Bishido Tevu Migdal, inside Bishido Tevu Migdal. Rebbe Metame, Rebbe says, Tame, Rebbe Yaisi, Rebbe Yudu Metar. Rebbe says, no, it is considered a Chatzitza. And therefore, you could protect, you could protect your stuff. 
I fracked the Gemara, Vilasuya Bikli Kheras Amuk of Tzamid Pasal. Still, you could move it from the Galil to Yehuda in an earthenware vessel that is completely sealed, and that for sure everybody will agree will remain Tahar. Amar Rabbi Elezer, Rabbi says, Shainim, we learned, Ein HaKaydash Nitzel B'Tzamid Pasal, that does not grant it in an earthenware vessel that is closed, that protects most things, but it doesn't apply to Kaidash. Even Kaidash that's inside of a sealed vessel is going to, uh, is going to contract Tumah. Says the Gemara, is that really true? Vahatanya, but we learned in Abraisa. Ein chatos nitzeles b'tzomid posil. The waters of the paraduma, the mixture of the paraduma, is not protected by a sealed or the word vessel. My lav akaydish nitzel, which means only the highest level of tumah is not protected by a closed vessel. But what about kaydish, which is a little bit lower? It's less sensitive to becoming impure. It's immune, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't become tummy. Says Gemara, no. No, all it's telling me is that water that's not Mekudosh, that is saved from Tzomid Pasul. Okay, in other words, it's telling me that, but Kaidesh also would have the, the same status. I says, Gemara of Amarula, Bula says, Chavarya, the Chavarim, the learned people who are careful about Tomentara, Midakon Bigalila. So they are very careful to make sure that their things remain tahar. So now here's the Gemara's very practical balabatasha question, we'll call it. You know, balabatasha question. It's more like this. According to the reality that we just explained, our Mishnah said that in Yehuda, in the area of Eretz called Yehuda, the, uh, there, there's an, you, you could rely on Amaratzim to say that the Kaidesh is tahar. But not in the Galil. Why? Because we said anybody who comes to the Galil is going to walk through the Kusi land. And the Kusi land automatically gives it a status of Tumah, right? That was the issue. Says Gemara, pause. Hold up. We learned that the Chaverim in the Galil are careful about Tumantara. Let me ask you a question. Is there any reason to be careful about Tumantara if the moment that you try bringing your Tara to the base of Mikdash, it's going to become Tumah anyway? It's like an ant pile. You have ants building up for months. One guy comes, steps all over, is like, oh, are you kidding me? Got to restart this whole thing? Like, what do you, <laughs> come on, right? You're building a building of quicksand, Frek the Gemara. Why are you careful about Tumah Tara? It's become Tumah anyway. And for the Gemara, beautiful, beautiful answer. You ready? Granted that right now the Kusum are there and the people in the Galil, it's going to become Tumah, according to this minute. However, that's not how a Yid lives. You know how a Yid lives? Manichin, they put aside their Tara, their Kodesh, I'm sorry, they put aside their Kodesh, because a Yid knows, going to come at any moment and bring us the redemption. You're not going to prepare. You're not going to have your Mashiach, the Kasukes, under your bed, ready to get out of here. Right? See, even the people in the Galil, they were, they were yearning to go to the base of Mikdash and the Kusma in the way. They said, you know what? We're still going to keep things, Bekdushu Vatara. Because Elio and going to come, get this whole thing out of here, tell us where all the Tumantara is in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> Boom. And we're ready to go. Gavaldik. Okay. Two dots. 
The Mishnah says, During production season, during the, pre- during the pressing season, so an Amaaretz is believed even to tell us that the wine and the oil that he pressed remains tahar for Truma. Says the Gemara of Ramini, I'll ask you a contradiction. A person who is being gaimer, okay? A person who is completing his zesim, his process of pulling together his olives, he should set aside a kupa achas, one box, and give it to a poor ani. Okay. Now, what does this mean? We know that things do not, are not capable of becoming tame until the entire process is done. So olives, for example, are not going to become capable of becoming tame until this person, this Amaretz, completes the gathering of all of his olives. So if he sets aside a box before he finishes, he knows that these olives are not going to become tame, and therefore he can give it to a kain. Okay? A kain is allowed to, uh, allowed to accept it from him. So the Gemara's question is that it seems that even during production season, gathering season, we need to be careful with him. To, uh, we don't really trust him about what's Tomei and Tahar, because telling him, set aside a box. That's guaranteed. Why do you think the box is guaranteed? We trust him anyway. You understand? Amar of Nachman, of Nachman answers, like Kash, there's no question. It depends which part of the season we're talking about. There's earlier olives, and there's later olives. Okay? Now, what does that mean? The earlier olives, let's talk for a moment, was the more natural season of production, and therefore everything is gathered in. Everything's gathered in during that time. That's the regular one. Okay? The other, the, the later olive season is much different. The later olive season is much smaller. That's already considered past production season. And therefore, he's no longer trusted. He's no longer trusted. Mamela says of Nachman, I have a good teretz. You want to ask me a contradiction? Do we trust him or do we not trust him? We're a little bit past the halfway down Chafeyam at Aleph. Teretz is, our Mishnah told us we trust him during production season. We don't trust him after production season. Amalei Ravada Barav, Ravada Barav says, Kigoyin Mai, for example, what? He says, Kaisen Shobay Savicha, like the, the late, your father's fields, you know, grow their olives a little late. Okay, so we had a contradiction. Let's, let's hazard this question because we're going to get back to this. Uh, we're ultimately going to stick with this answer. And let's, let's explain. The Gemara had a kasha. What was the Gemara's question? So let's talk. Our Mishnah told us that an Amaretz is trusted with Truma during, during pressing season. He's not trusted after pressing season. Says the Gemara, one second, so why in the world does the Brisa tell me that an, that an Amaretz who has a, a olives should put them specifically in a box before he completes the process so that the Kaya knows exactly for sure that, that uh, it never became dummy? Why do you need to make sure? It's production season. Gavaldik. We trust them anyway. That was the kasha. Tarot says, okay. One, uh, the Armish is dealing with production season. The Bryce, which says you need to be careful, talking about the later crop. Seder. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, no, I'll give you another tarot. Ready? He says, Bigolilo Shanu. This other Mishnah is talking about the Galil. Remember, our Mishnah was specifically in Yehuda where we're trusted. In the Galil, where they had to cross over the Kusi land, so we can't rely on them because Kusi land is going to automatically be Matame. 
Esay Abaye, Abayas a challenging question on his Heliger Rabbi Rabbi Yosef. By the way, just to reiterate, because it's been a while since we had Abaye and Rabbi Yosef. Abaye was the Rabbi, what was the Talmud Muvak of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef taught him all his Torah. Rabbi Yosef ultimately became very ill, became blind. He also became sick and he forgot his Torah. And because he taught his learning to Abaye, Abaye would remind his Rabbi of all the Torah that we learned. But Abaye was a wonderful, wonderful Talmud. Wonderful student in that he, he, would, he would challenge his Rebbe and sharpen him up. So here we go. Abai. Abai asked a challenging question on Rebbe Yosef. Ever hayarden v'hagalil harei hen ki Yehuda. The Brisa says, Ever hayarden. The other side of the yarden, v'hagalil. And the galil are considered like Yehuda. Now what does it mean they're considered like Yehuda? Zog the Brisa. Ne'emonin al hayayin b'shas hayayin. Meaning, we trust in Amaretz to tell me that his wine is tahar during manufacturing season of wine, and also we trust about oil during oil season. It's only during its season of production, not during anything else's production. We don't trust him on the wine during oil season or oil during wine season. Okay, the bottom line is, you see that an Amaretz is trusted even in the Galil. So my Heliger Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef, don't tell me there's a difference in Yehud and the Galil. You see it happens, that it, it, it applies across the board, to which the Gemara says, you're right, Rebbe Yosef's answer is incorrect. Rather, it must be the first shot like we learned originally, which was what? Why is there no contradiction? Early season, late season, the, during the main season, we trust the Amaretz, that's considered production season. During the later crop, we do not trust him. And that's when you have to put into a box to hand it over to a Kayan Meiridik. Okay, we're up to the two dots. Two dots. Here we go. Next part of the mission said three lines from the bottom of Chofei Yomer Aleph. If now, let's say, the pressing season of the wine and the oil passes, and they bring the wine to the Kayan. You wait till the next season, okay? That was where we started out in the Mishnah. This fascinating, fascinating loophole. This fascinating loophole, right? Of, of uh, you know, if we're only going to trust Amaretz during production season, and he brings it during the wrong season, what do we tell Amaretz? Don't give it in yet. Hold on to it. Wait till next production season and then it will still be tar, right? We had this loophole. So it says the Gemara, the Kasha that we asked, that we prefaced in the Mishnah, it's not a Kasha, it's a Shaila. It's a question searching for information. They asked the question from Rav Kibla. Let's say the Kohen accepted the Truma from the Ma'aretz outside of production pressing season. Mahu Ready? Can the Kayan put it aside? In our Mishnah, we said, let the Ma'aretz wait to hand it in. Now we want to know, how far does that go? What if he handed it to a Kayan? Can the Kayan put it aside in order to save the truma that was given to him? That was the Shaila they asked to Rav Shesha. So Omar Luhu, Rav Shesha responded to Nisua. We already learned in the Mishnah. What did we learn in the Mishnah? We now turn to Davchof HaYom Beis. Fascinating story. Ready? Let's preface the story. You have a father who's considered an Amaaretz, as far as Tuma and Tyra is concerned. Okay. Now, keep in mind, we kind of spoke this out earlier between uh, our two minyanim during the, during the Shiran Chaybas Avavas. So it came up, the Vart from Ebisol Salanter, who says that at the Pesach Seder, we have the Arba Banim. Yeah, you have the, the Rasha, the Chacham, the Tam, and the Shem De Lishol. Zok the Hilgi Ebisol Salanter, it's not four different people. It's each and every one of us. Each and every Yid 
is the four sons. Sometimes I'm a tzaddik, sometimes I'm a rosha, sometimes I'm a tam, sometimes I'm a delisho. We each have a little bit in us. This came up because it was, uh, it was bringing down that every name listed in the Torah, we have a shmeck of it inside of us every year. as a bissel avram avinu, a little yitzchak avinu, a little bit of parai, a little bit of bilam, a little bit of the shvatim. We each have these various things inside of us that we need to tweak and work on in our Shvira Samidis, in order to become the best Avdei Hashem possible. Okay, so when we're dealing here with an Amaretz, a person could be an Amaretz, it doesn't mean they know nothing necessarily, but when it comes to specifically this area of Tumantar, so you have a father who's Amaretz, and he has two kids. One kid's Eichet, also an Amaretz, and the other kid is a Chavr. Yeah, is a big roof. All right? <coughs> Says the Mishnah, Yachol, I might think, let the son who is learned say to his brother, I want to tell you a quick story before I go right there, with my mother, Zuchar Lebracha. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut out some of the details, only the important parts. Basically, my father, Zuchar Lebracha's cardiologist, who took wonderful care of him, wonderful guy, traditional Jew, he... Um, he, after my father was Nifter, about two years later, he was sitting Shiva for his father. He was sitting Shiva in Long Island. So my mother felt that of a Kar to go be Menachemov in Long Island. She had one of my, one of my uh, nieces, I think, drive her out to Long Island. Uh, four or five hour trip. She went to Menachemov. She walks into the house. She didn't know the family too well. And my father's cardiologist is sitting there, you know, sitting, sitting Shiva. And he's sitting next to two, two brothers. Apparently, there's three brothers sitting shivas. My mother walks in, and the doctor, a traditional Jew, uh, he says to my mother, he says, oh, Mrs. Tedler, I can't believe you came. Thank you so, so much. Very meaningful. He looks to the brother on, on, his, on uh, the brother next to him. He's wearing a, a Hamburg and a long beard. And he says, this is my brother from Eretz Yisrael. He's a Reish Kail. He's a Reish Kail. And this other brother, he says, this is my brother. This is his house. He lives in Long Island. This is his house. He's, you know... So the third brother says, yeah, I'm an accountant. And he says to my mother, he says, yeah, I have one brother here saving lives as a cardiologist. I have another brother here who's a, uh, who's a Rosh Kail. He's teaching Torah everywhere. And I'm a Pashita accountant. I'm just here in Long Island. I'm a simple guy. So my mother, in the way that she saw things, in her uh, beautiful approach to everything in life, she looks at at uh, the doctor's brother, the accountant, and she says, don't you dare talk about yourself like that. She looks at the Rosh Kail, she says, let me tell you something, Mashiach's on his way. We're not going to need you anymore. I plan on going to Maishu Rabbeinu's yeshiva. She looks at the doctor, and she says, you're out of a job too. She looks at the accountant, she says, you'll be counting the Shkolem and the Beis HaMikdash. You're the only one here with a long-term job. Don't sell yourself short. You have various people in life. Yeah, you have a chavar, you have amaretz. Yeah. Amaretz for this. It makes good for that. There's no such thing as a, a year who doesn't have something to accomplish. All right, right let's get back into this. Yochol, I might think, let the chavar say this, brother amaretz. Listen. You take the wheat that's over there. I'll take the wheat that's in the other place. Why would he say that? Because he knows that some wheat is capable of becoming Tameh, and other wheat is not capable of becoming Tameh. Reb Sam, I see, your, I see your, your chat over here. You'll be taking care of the electricity in the base of Mikdash. Amen, Ken Yirotsim. Bez Hashem. It's Tzaddik over here. Unbelievable. Uh, you better believe there's going to be LEDs. <laughs> He'll be uh, fixing all the fancy, uh, you know, everything you got over there. Okay. So, 
It's not, okay, let's get back into this. Why would a brother say to his brother, you take this wheat, I'll take that wheat? You know why? Because this is very interesting. If he knows that certain wheat is capable of becoming tummy, let the Amaretz have it. I prefer to have the wheat anyway that's careful with. Or you take the part of wine that's over there. Because I know it's protected. But the brother who's learned cannot say to his brother who's in Amaretz, you take all the all the lach, all the liquids. I'll take all the dry things which are not capable of becoming tamei. Or you take all the wheat. I'll take all the barley. Okay. I want to explain this halacha for a moment. What's the issue here? This is very interesting. You're not allowed to do anything. No chaver, no learned bentayra is allowed to do anything that even looks like. You're involved in a transaction of something holy to make it possibly Tameh. Listen to the words we just said. No chavr, no learned person, is allowed to do something that is a transaction or looks like a transaction to somebody who can ruin it by making it Tameh. So here's the problem. You ready? You have a father who's Amaretz who passed away. Herzachayim, let's talk outside. Father Amaretz passed away. He leaves behind an estate. In that estate, he has wheat, barley, wine. The learned son can say to the unlearned son, listen, my dear brother, let's divide the wheat. Does that look like a transaction? No, I'm taking my part, you're taking your part. You're allowed to do that. However, you cannot say to your brother, I'm going to take $100 of value of wheat, and you take $100 in the value of the wine. Or you take $100 of value of barley. You can't do that because all of a sudden it looks like a business deal. Not like we're each taking our own part. It's a business deal. It's a loophole. And I, I just want the things that I know are not tummy. No. You're not allowed to do that. That's what the Bryce is telling me. Again, Nachamo. You could split within an item. I could say, my part, your part. And if it works to my advantage that I know it didn't become tummy in our old, in our papa's residence, Givaldic. You could do that. There's no tra- nothing transactional over here. But the moment you, you start saying, I'll take all of this, you take all of that, so now it's a problem, the same way I can't give something to an Amaretz, which he can ruin, because that's like a transaction, that's going to be usher. Okay, now let's get back to why we're mentioning this Bryce in the first place. The Tani Allah, we learned about the Bryce, okay, that the Chavar has to burn the... Uh, any lach, anything that was capable of becoming Tameh that he inherits, because it, again, it's coming from his father, the Amaretz, and the dry stuff he's allowed to hold on to. Never, it was never capable of becoming Tameh in his father's household. Amai, Frechtigamar of the question, ready? Why do you have to burn the Dover lach, the liquids? According to our question, again, that if Amaretz gives to a Kayim, let the Kayim put it aside till pressing season, if you would be allowed to do that, why don't we tell the Chavar brother, instead of telling him burn it, say, wait till the season that's pressing, and then use it. The fact that we don't say that, Viharaya, we now have a proof, you can't do it once it's handed him. Seder? So again, Nachamo, let's articulate this. The Mishnah said, if Amaret is going to hand in during the non-season, we recommend wait till the pressing season and then hand it in your good. The Shiloh was, what about once you have it, can you put it aside and use it during the pressing season? The answer is no. Proof from inheritance. Okay. Says the Gemara, wrong, no proof. Gavaldik. You got to love the Gemaras. You got to love the Gemaras. 
Maybe the Bryce is talking about of something where not everything has a set pressing season. Yeah, You could have items that don't have a specific season. They're year-round items. So then, if it's a year-round items, so that's where, we, uh, that's where we say, you're not allowed to set it aside. But maybe if something has a set season, we would tell the brother to put it aside. Okay. A good wiggle out. Again, as we explained previously, this is a terrace, not a pshat. Right? A terrace is you wiggled out of a question. Pshat is you nailed it on the head. You gave me that, ah, a light bulb. You shoot a cleat. You stripped it down. Yeah, over here, it's a terrace. Wiggled out. But again, you don't know something that's emes until you know everything else is sheker. Fine. Says the Gemara, Why don't we say, put it aside till the Yom Tov. We know on Yom Tov when we accept things from Amaratzim. Because we want them to be comfortable coming to the base HaMikdash. We're not going to say to the Amaratzim, Oh, don't be other Regal. On a Yom Tov we're lenient with Silchus Chuma. So why don't we say to the kid, you know, put aside the Yom Tov. Okay, we're talking about something that's, it's a, uh, um, what's the proper word? Literally means not protect all the yomtif, but oh, it's a perishable. That's the proper word we're looking for. It's a perishable. It's not going to make it to yomtif, and therefore you can't, what are you going to tell the son? Wait till yomtif, by the time you wait till yomtif, it's going to be a shmosh raisin. You're not going to want it anymore anyway. Peseder, two dots, over the maisa. What are we walking away with? If you would have these options, maybe we'll say that. Paka, maybe we would. Otherwise, um, we're sticking with Allah of the Brisa, that the son who's a chaver, who's learned must burn his things, and um, we, we really don't have a proof one way or the other. Okay, two dots. Back to what the Mishnah taught us. The Mishnah said, V'im Omar, that's the Amar, it says, Within the barrel that I'm giving you, I set aside a quarter of a logas, Kaidesh, Nemon, then we believe him in all Hilchus Tumantara. As far as Kaidesh and as far as Shuma. Says the Gemara Tan also, we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. That we check an area of land, for people who want to make a carbon Pesach. Okay. Now, what does this mean? We check an area of land for carbon Pesach. So, when people are Eula Regal, they're coming up to the base of Mikdash. We want to make sure that any area of land that they are going to traverse, I believe that's the proper word, right, pass over and go through, doesn't have any tumma. otherwise they're going to ruin all the animals that they're bringing up. So we as, as Klal Yisrael, right, we learned this in, in Ma'id Katan, they would send out, the Bezdin would send out messengers, and they would make sure that the land and the signs, everything was fit for people to be at the to come bring all their carbonas. So they would check the land so that uh, people who were coming to the Beis HaMikdash, uh, w- there was no concern about anything becoming Tameh. However, we don't check a field for people who are coming for, for, uh, because they want to pass through Truma. Okay? Memela. Let's say they come through something called this Beis HaPras, this field that's plowed over, and we don't know, we don't know exactly where or if there's a grave. So people who are Eichle Truma, they're considered Tameh if they went through a Beis HaPras. My bite. Now, what do I mean? We check it out. What they do? I'm reviewed. says, You know, we allow the person to do. We tell the person on his way. You, you want to bring Karm Pesach? We would tell either a Shliach of Bezdin or the guy himself. We say, come Lahavdil with a leaf blower. Come with a leaf blower. Yeah. And as you walk through the field, blow. Yeah. And any dirt, any little bones that may be in front of you are going to go away. And then we'll allow him to be tar. Any base apras where there's already a trampled path. You see that people went over this area, you 
um, you could uh, you could uh, go over that path. Okay. Um, says the Gemara, what's the deal? Lo say Pesach. So when somebody's coming to do the carbon Pesach, loy hamidu devreim b'makom karis. The Chachamim did not establish their decree of concern of a Beis Apras in a case where there's going to be a Chiv Karis. Now, what do you mean a decree? Do I know that there's, tr- that there's Toma by the Beis Apras? No. There was, you have a field that's an acre. There was one uh, grave somewhere in this field. And now it's plowed over. We don't know where it is. We don't know for sure I passed over. So Abundant said, you can't go through the field. But they did not make their decree if something would be would have a consequence of curries. However, when it comes to truma, misa, they did keep their decree when it comes to misas bezdin. Okay, now when it comes to not eating of the properly of the carbon pesach, there's a chi of curry. So that's more machmir than Misas Bezdin, than Misa Bidei Shemayim. Why? Because by Kareis, you even cut off from El Haba. So it's, a, it's more severe. Misa Shemayim, the death can happen even early in this world, or the Maiza, the person doesn't lose out of their El Haba. Okay, that's the statement, says the Gemara, a Shaila. they asked a question searching for information. Well, there's not a challenging question. Boi means we're searching for information, a Shaila. If a person checked the base of Prosperous Pesach, now beautiful Shaila. Mahu Shaila can I eat my juma? Because the mice I know it was checked out. This shaila comes up. My uh, my reshiva once shared with me. This is uh, when a little bit after I joined the shul, he told me some. He said, "Menachem, I'll tell you the difference between a rav and a reshiva." He said that he was an aid kedushin. He was uh, one of the edim under the chuppah, and they asked him to be the the usually the aid kedushin also or the aid yichud after the chuppah. They stand outside the Yichud room for between five and nine minutes, depending on which psaac you follow. And you make sure that the chasen and kal are in, are in the Yichud room for five to nine minutes. It could be different people, sometimes different, doesn't make it enough kamina. Anyway, he was asked to be the Yichud at the Yichud. So he said, here was the problem. The Yichud room in this hall was right off of the hallway. So the chasen and kal go in, and right after they went in, there was a minion from Marev starting. And he wanted to have a marv. The minion farm was going to be in the hallway right outside the Yichud room. And the door of the Yichud room opened outwards into the hallway. So Shiloh was, is he allowed a daven mariv? He wanted to have das, he wanted to have kavana, but he knew if he's davening mariv, he's not going to notice whether or not they stayed in the room. So he wanted to stand right next to the door. This way, by the time mariv's over, 12 minutes later, Lamaisa, he knows they stayed in the room because if they wouldn't have, they would have knocked him over. That was his Shiloh. Can you be an aid kedush? Can you be a yichud without das? But you know, lemaisa, you're fine. He said every reshiva he asked said no, das, das, das. He said every rov's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> the the, the rabbanim keep it practical. They keep it. You, you did it. You did it. You're good. Like, but, he said the reshivas are getting more into the sugya. He wasn't knocking anything. He was just saying like, you, you know, you need both in klal so You need both. So the gemara says over here, you know, we said it's fine for pesach. It's not fine for truma. Says the gemara, okay. Let's say you did it for Pesach. Can you, can, can Truma be the, the baby brother over here? You know, can I also have a Marv? You know, Lamaisa, you know that it was checked as far as Pesach is concerned. Answers the Gemara. Ula Marula says, Badak mutter lecho If a person checks for Pesach, Beseder, valid for Truma. Rabbi Bar Ula Amar, Badak lepischoi, Oser lecho betruma. Okay. Good Jewish answer. 
Machloikes, Amar There was an elderly Yid who said to Rabbi Barula, our second opinion, who said, Usher, you better not be arguing with Ula. You know why? Because he's got big guns backing him up. He's got a Mishnah. You guys are on my rhyme. You and you can't argue on a Mishnah, Rabbi Barula. Don't say it's Usher. It's Mutter like Ula. And I'll prove to you from a Mishnah. The Im Amar Hifrashti Lisaicha. If in Amaret says Hifrashti Lisaicha, what does that mean? Ravias Kaidish, our mission. If the Amaret says, I set aside inside this barrel a quarter lug as Kaidash, you know what we said? Nemon. He's trusted. Even though Stamazai, is he trusted on Shuma? No. But once he comes and says, I know my beans with Kaidesh, we're even going to trust him on Truma. Alma, midamina Kaidesh, Truma, Givaldik. So you see that when you trust, once you trust somebody for one thing, and you're saying it's Tahar, that trustworthiness perpetuates, continues into Truma as well. Vice dice, we could say, Hachanami, so too. Over here by Pesach and Truma, once you're believed in one thing, we should believe you in Gansen, period. Gavaldic, Lamaisa, it seems like the Gemara is passing like Ula, that it is mutter, it would be allowed. And Taka, this would be an advice that uh, if you're, you're a Rav in the times of the Beis HaMikdash and you want to help people uh, schlep their Truma through, but you got the issue of the Beis pras, so you tell them, listen, you know, uh, w- bring it along with your Pesach, because once you let her bring your Pesach, he can bring your Truma too. Meridika. And sometimes you need, you need to find those. Sometimes you need to find those um, opportunities to allow people to, uh, to perform their, uh, their Abayda Sashem. It's a beautiful Misa that I heard, completely separate, but along these lines of like, you have to chap in order to, uh, to, to make things work. Uh, for, you know, the ways the Torah are meant to keep life pleasant. You just have to figure out how to use the Torah properly. And not uh, not make things complicated. This is a fascinating uh, uh, incident. The Maisha There was a couple that was going through infertility. A number of treatments didn't work, and finally, there was one process, a months long process of injections, and and they had to have um, they had to have intercourse during. You know, it gets very technical, very technical during a specific hour and a specific time of day. Um, they started the process. It was supposed to be a four-month process. It came out that the last, um, the last part of it, with in order for in order for this process to possibly work, for them, they needed to have intercourse. If, uh, in, it fell out at eleven a.m. on Yom Kippur, where it's Osir Midaraisa Tashmisha Tashmisha on Yom Kippur, and they went. The number of Rabban, I mean, everybody's trying to figure out this, that. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Finally, I forget which Paisik they wanted, the big Paisik. I don't think it was Rabban, but finally, they wanted one of the big Paisik who listens to them. He says, Give me says, give me a day. They, he says, Give me a day, but don't call me. I want you to come back. I want you to come to my, I want, I want to come to my house. They come to his house. He hands them $3,000. And he says, These $3,000 are for two tickets to Australia. Here you go. You go in Australia for your Kipper. It works out during the during the time. And Kachav, I don't know if they had a kid from that, but it takes sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, thinking outside the box to make things work out. Yeah, it works out. <laughs> you have your Pesach. You want to get your Chuma there? Okay. You know this halacha, as they say. Um, 
If you don't know anything, you have to be machmer. If you know, if you know your beans, you know what you're talking about, so uh, you can figure things out. Vaita, let's keep going over here. Two dots. Drugs of wine and drugs of oil. Amaratzim are not believed to say that there's tohar on their kankanim, on their jugs, and on their chuma. Kankanim demai. Says the Gemara, what type of jugs? We're talking about kankanim of kaidesh, migudim mehamana kaidesh. Why don't we say, since you already trusted on the kaidesh, mehamana mehakakanim? You should be, you should be, he should be trusted to tell me the jugs are also tohar. Now, what's happening over here? So keep, keep in mind, the Kaidesh is inside the jugs. Okay? So you have the Kaidesh inside the jug. I have both things. I need to make sure. We said, if it's trusted that the Kaidesh inside, it must be the jug also. Even though the focus is not the jug, but again, it, it can only be tar if the jug is tar. Fine. the truma, but when you have jugs of truma, pshita, it's poshit, it's simple. Hashta atruma la mehemon. If he's not trusted about the truma inside the jug, uh, inside the jug, akankana mehemon is going to be trusted on the jug itself? That makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. If you tell me the truma inside is tamay, right? So why, why, why do we trust him on the jug? Says the Gemara, elaborekonim the kaidesh b'shayim b'shayim. Here what we're dealing with, we're not dealing with a jug that's holding the kaidesh inside of it, rather we're dealing with a jug that's separate. From Kaidesh. I, meaning, I had the jug, not with Kaidesh in it, but the jug itself was the status of Kaidesh. The Kankan itself was Kaidesh. And we're dealing with, not during a particular season, it's a regular day, However, the other Kankan dealing with Chuma is when there's Chuma inside of it, and it's specifically during the season of manufacturing, of pressing, and hence, he's trusted specifically over there. Gavaldin. Says the Gemara, one second. Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. Drugs of wine and drugs of oil, that get mixed together. We're dealing with Hulin and Kaidesh. My lab, aren't we dealing with, with uh, Truma? Uh, I jumped the gun. We learned in the Mishnah properly Kaidesh. Gemara here is assuming that it was mixed with Truma. Amri de no, Midumais the Kaidesh. The Hulin was mixed with Kaidesh. We're not dealing with Hulin that is mixed with Truma. Okay, so in other words, he's not going to be trusted. As far as the truma is concerned, I says the Gemara. How can you mix chulin with kaidesh? Is there demai something that's mixed together? As far as kaidesh is concerned, yeah, it seems to imply that it's we're dealing with truma, not by kaidesh, because it, we don't allow any mixture with kaidesh. Amri debe Revilai, They said in the yeshiva of Rabbi Eloi, b'metaher as tivloi, we're dealing with a situation where a person was metaher. Uh, he made sure that his tevel remained tahar. Now tevel means prior to, uh, prior to the truma samaisas being separated. He made sure that remained in a state of tara. The reason why he did it is because he wanted to separate from it nesachim, pourings that they did on the mizbeach. Now that there's nesachim, see here's the deal. Nesachim is a level of kaidesh. Remember our Mishnah on Chavdalit HaMabay has taught us that by Kaidesh in Amaaretz is trusted. So the moment you have Kaidesh involved, since we have Kaidesh here because it's set aside for Nesachim, Memela, you could, the Amaaretz is allowed to tell me that even the jugs are Tahar. Because again, once you're trusted on one, you're trusted on everything. Mechadik, beautiful answer. Okay. Last part of the Mishnah to explain before we get to the next Mishnah. He's also believed during, uh, right before the pressing season for 70 days. We learn from here. There is a halacha. It is incumbent upon a sharecropper 
to prepare for 70 days before the pressing season. Now for us, we'd say, listen, it's a piece of Gemara. Okay? It's actually a very uh, practical application for many of us, anybody who has any sort of job or any sort of profession. And that is, you know, when it comes to farming, when it comes to pressing and all those things, it takes time. And that's, you could, a sharecropper could say, listen, I'm hired during the season. I don't need to prepare properly. I don't need to, I'm a teacher who you never told me I need to spend time the night before preparing lessons. I'm a this, I'm a that. I don't need it. No. Every achrayas that a person takes on, there's an expectation of that you're, you're prepared. You slept the night before. I'm too tired. Get a good night's sleep. You, you slept for six to eight hours, right? What's the excuse? Right? As, as my Rashiva told me, when I was in first year base Medrash, I had a tkufa where I was coming late. I was coming late uh, to Shachas. So my Rashiva says, he says, Menachem, what's going on? So I said, Rabbi, my roommates, uh, they're, they're dancing around to, you know, I'm not going to say the name of the band. They're dancing around until 2 o'clock in the morning. He says, fine. But bottom line, you can live your life full of valid excuses or you could live your life. Bottom line is, you're not showing up to Shachas. Right? We can live our life full of actions. I didn't and I couldn't. And I, uh, says the Gemara, there's an achrayas to prepare for something. Foresee the future. There's an achrayas on a sharecropper up to 70 days. And this applies to any of us and any achrayas that we take on as well. There's a preparation season for any one of our jobs that's incumbent on us to do as Yidin. Okay, let's, let's uh, finish off today's daf. Let's get into the, the next Mishnah. From Modi'im. And toward Jerusalem, now Manim al Tikheras Namaritz is trusted about uh, an earthenware vessel to tell me that it's Tahar, but outside from my DM, further away from Yerushalayim and Amonim, they are not believed. The Gemara will, uh, will explain what's the Nafkamina. Ketzan, ha Kadar Shu Meicher Kaderis. If you have a Kadar, a person who makes pots, who's selling his pots. Nichnas Lefim and Ayadim. If he's from my DM towards Yerushalayim, who ha Kadar, Vehin Kaderis, Vehin Aleichim. So, whether the guy who made the pots, the pots themselves, the people who are like Kayach, the consumers, Neman, they're all trusted about whether, you, you know, you want to get take the pot. Any one of these three are trusted to say that there's, there's um, Tara here. Yotza, but if you're outside of that area, further away, ain't Neman, there's no longer any, any uh, we, we can't trust you know, anymore, which is so, so interesting. You look at a guy, we look at a person, say, is he a trustworthy person? Depends where he is. <laughs> it's fascinating. Right? It's not that holds true for some people. Some people are like trustworthy in, uh, in, in, in some ways. All that. It's like, you, you listen to a guy, when do you trust him? Between Vaidiyam and Yerushalayim. He's further away from, further away from the Eivish, eh, further away from Yerushalayim. We're not going to trust him. The we learned in the Brisa, Vaidiyam, as far as my diem itself, we said towards Yerushalayim, trusted. Away from Yerushalayim, not trusted. What about my diem? Palmim kilafim kam Sometimes inside, sometimes outside. Kate explain, please. It says the Gemara, Kadar, Yaitzevachavar, Nichnas. If let's say the Kadar, the one who made the pot, is moving away. Evachavar, Nichnas, and a chavar is going in to my diem, kilafnim. Then we consider it towards Yerushalayim and the, and the, Chavar, who's careful on Tuma and Tara, is allowed to buy this pot, Bechezgas, that it is Tahar. Shneyam Nechnosim. But let's say they're both going into Maidim from away from Yushalayim. So they're coming from the outside. And the, both the creator of the pot 
and the Chavar. We now turn to tomorrow's daf. Or they're both leaving the town, then Kilachutz. Then you have to assume it is Tomei. Gabaldik, we're going to hold it here. Tomorrow, we'll restart from the bottom of Chafei Yom Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.